And welcome to a Locked On crossover episode. It's Javier Reyes. I'm Nash Walker, host of the Locked On Twins podcast. Javi, the host of the Locked On Padres podcast. We were just talking. Haven't been able to crossover in all the years we've been hosting. And now we finally do because the two clubs have made a trade, Javi. And I want to pull this up. For people who do not know, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see. If not, it's a tweet from Jeff Passan. Minnesota-San Diego trade. Twins get right-handed starter Chris Paddock and right-handed reliever Emilio Pagan. The Padres get left-handed reliever Taylor Rogers and outfielder Brent Rooker, uh, PTBNL player to be named later, possibly involved, and money. The Twins sent, it was $6 million, $6.6 million of Rogers' salary, which is basically an entire salary, over to the Padres. Javi, mm-hmm. what do you think about this deal, and how excited are you for opening day, my friend? Ooh, oh, man. Well, my first reaction was, oh, my God, A.J. Preller just hates Puerto Ricans, which makes me feel really bad. You just <laughs> traded Victor Caratini uh, the other day and for, for a bunch of other you know backup players and prospects. And then you trade Emilio Pagad. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I don't have really a Puerto Rican player on the Padres currently to root for. But in all seriousness, my first reaction, and we were saying this before we went on, was – I just got so nervous that the trade wasn't going to happen. And it's gotten to a level where, look, I'm a sick, sick son of a bitch. Like, even sometimes when I think that it might be a bad trade, sometimes I just get excited because it's something to talk about, right? right? It's something for content. And since we do pods all the time on baseball of all sports, right? But it, it, get, it gets rumored last night. They say Chris Paddock to the twins that that's the, that's the, the rumor and all that stuff. And I'm just, I'm used to it, man. Look, we get... We were supposed to get Max Scherzer. We were supposed to Jose Ramirez was apparently someone they were interested in a couple days ago, right? I was like, this doesn't make any sense. We have Manny Machado. I don't think we're going to be able to work this out. Um, yeah. You have all these things. Brian Reynolds, you have uh, sort of in trade rumors they've been rooting against, and then it doesn't go through. Last weekend, the first baseman who must not be named getting rumored to be going to the Twins along with Chris Paddock. And instead, <laughs> that doesn't happen. And then we get, um, yeah, that's your first time hearing that. Um, and now we get this, uh, Chris Paddock actually traded. My initial reaction was, I heard that Larnark, I don't know how you say his name exactly, was a name that was being tossed around a little bit. That got me a little bit excited because I'm big on buying on somewhat high-level prospects that were whatever for the beginning of their career because Trent Grisham was kind of whatever. He makes that mistake in the playoffs and then they get him and then yep. he's awesome for them in 2020. Hopefully he'll be better this year. But my initial reaction was, okay, I mean, Taylor Rogers is pretty good, uh, pretty good reliever. You sent the stat that his FIP uh, has been pretty up there amongst all relievers. He's been, and, and there you go, just putting on the on the YouTube right now. Everybody <laughs> check out um, Lockdown Padres and Lockdown Twins on YouTube. Um that he's been really effective in a lot of ways. And the Padres, especially with their defense, being a little bit weird, it's nice to have exclusive of that. But I also am like, ah, man, Chris Paddock, he's a guy with some sort of potential, right? I know that the Padres fans are just out on him completely because he used to be called the Sheriff, and then Zach Davies was better than him, right? So there's been a little bit of a of a downhill decline. Uh, for Chris Paddock, but nonetheless, it was still an interesting trade. I'm just wondering if the Padres did this just because they have too many starting pitchers and they figured, all right, we got to get rid of one. And I don't like the idea of getting rid of things just to get rid of it for getting rid of its sake, um, just because you have a surplus. Because I like having depth, and as the Padres saw last year, they uh, starting pitching depth was not a strength of theirs. Yeah, I think the best player in this deal today is Taylor Rogers, and we might we might look back. 
in two, three, four, five years and say, well, the best player in that trade was Chris Pratt, Chris Paddock, right? I think it's it's going to be one of those two. Uh, but Chris Pratt, man. Oh, man. And I remember <laughs> money balls on, man. Here we go. <laughs> yes, Chris. Yes, exactly. You mentioned um, Raj, and this is tough, I think, for Twins fans and for mm-hmm. me because you guys are going to really like Taylor Rogers. Taylor Rogers, the pitcher. Taylor Rogers, the person. He's the MLBPA rep for the Twins. He's been in the organization since 2012. He's a free agent after this year. Mentioned the Twins are paying most of his salary, but he's one of the best left-handed relievers in the game. In 2020, he struggled, mm-hmm. but you look at the periphery numbers, and they're all there. The FIPS in line put up that stat. Him or all the Chapman, Josh Hader, three of the lowest left-handed FIP rates since 2018. So things he can control. Strikeout rate's going to be there. Command is elite. Sometimes he loses velocity on the slider, but sinker slider, 96-97 with the sinker from the left side. Great slider. Death on lefties, which is great for the Padres. You know, he's going to get the Cody Bellinger, Freddie Freeman, Max Muncy treatment uh, in the NL West, and I think that's going to be big for San Diego. And it just didn't make as much sense for the Twins, given their division, I think. It's very right-handed. You look at the White Sox lineup, they're going to destroy lefties, and that's the Twins' biggest rival going into this year, going into every year, the Chicago White Sox. So I think it, he makes more sense for the Padres, but I was surprised to see him included in this deal. You mentioned Chris Paddock, and I want to ask you about Paddock, Javi. 95 with a fastball average, great changeup. Mm-hmm. Curveball hasn't been there. Last year sucks. Had a 630 ERA at home. What did you see from <laughs> Paddock last year? You, you so watched him in 2019. What's the difference yep. for you compared to last year in 2019? The biggest thing with him is the fastball does it doesn't lack the spice or it does lack the spice. It's a little bit too straight. It doesn't carry as much on up in the zone. So hitters are kind of teeing off on that. And that's what's kind of happened. The trends that we saw in 2020 and 2021 while 2019. Yeah, hitters hit against it, but his changeup was so good that it almost didn't matter. It was one of the best changeups in all of baseball. And then 2020 people start catching up to him. He doesn't really have a third pitch. Now he's slowly been deserve, developing that with a curveball, and he's been experimenting a couple times with a cutter. So that's like a good sign to be like, all right, he knows maybe I need to develop my pitching repertoire a little bit more. But it is true. He gives up really hard contact, and he was really frustrating in some of the playoff games, just giving up huge hits to like the Cardinals, who at the time were like the lowest slugging team in the league. And it's just like how – like they have Goldschmidt, and that's it. I shouldn't see Tommy Edmund ripping balls through, through the gap. That's just not something Tommy Edmund does. But – there's still potentially because he has a lot of really good control. He has an edge to him that I like. Every now and then when he goes out there, it looks like he has an edge to him, which I like very much. His velocity is still fine. That's not an issue. And most importantly, he's like really young. And I don't like giving up on guys when they're too young. Yes, he stumbled over the past couple of years. But as long as you have that one ace pitch with the changeup, it's at least worth inquiring about. And what I DM'd you about was the most important thing that I think Twins fans should know. For this thing. Yes, the changeup could be great. A little bit weird last year, whatever. Yes, the fastball. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, the control. The biggest plus for this trade is you are trading for a San Diego Padres pitcher. And usually <laughs> the San Diego Padres are not the best at developing pitchers. Exhibit A, Mackenzie Gore. He goes from the best pitching prospect in baseball to all of a sudden we don't know. And he just got assigned to AAA. He'll probably be on the Major League Club later. He seems to have worked it out, but you get my point. There's a lot of guys that write when you take them out of the Padres system that there's at least hope for that. And I think that people should look at that when they're dealing for players. Look at it as 
you know, maybe don't trade for a Tampa Bay Rays starter because maybe they got the best out of him and then trade for the Padres guys because maybe they just don't know what the heck they're doing. Right. So that would be my thing for the Twins fans. And it's definitely not something you see right now. Like you said, Taylor Rogers, probably the top guy in the deal, but there's potential there, man. So it's, they didn't get nothing for sure. Paddock a free agent after 2024, Pagan a free agent after 2023. I'm glad you mentioned that, Javi. I've never thought that about the Padres. Like mm. baseball, lifeblood every day, and I, I didn't know that. So I'm glad you mentioned that. And I think people assume, at least in the last couple of years, because the Padres have acquired Blake Snell and Joe Musgrove and you Darvish, mm-hmm. that they have the pitching, they have the infrastructure – but you're right, like Mackenzie Gore, and there are some other like you haven't seen it come through as much as as you'd probably like as a Padres fan. Emilio Pagan might fit into that as well. It was amazing in Tampa. I'm glad you mentioned Tampa. Goes to San Diego and just wasn't very good for for the Padres. For relievers, sometimes there's more below the surface. Is there more below the surface for Pagan? Because you talk about this stuff again, mid to upper 90s fastball, high spin fastball. Emilio Pagan, tell me about him. Before I tell you about him, because here's the thing, you bring up below the surface and there's a lot of, there's a lot of things hiding under the hood of Emilio Pagan. Not all things great, but there's a lot of things to report. And you know what else has a lot of things hiding under the hood, Nash? <laughs> What's that, Avi? <laughs> the motor vehicles, cars. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Let me talk to you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. You don't want to endure those questions that, I don't know, Odyssey, is it LX or EX? I don't know. I only know about Mario Odyssey on Nintendo Switch. What are you talking about? Well, don't worry. They got you covered over at rockauto.com. Save time and money up to 30 50 even 100%. For, for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. For example, their Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353. That's from a chain store. And then $216 from Rock Auto. So you're qu- saving quite a lot of money. I'm stumbling over my words for some reason. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. And their database, really easy to navigate. It's people-proof. Go check it out, guys, right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on. And their how'd you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Rockauto Rock <laughs> spots for as long as I've been doing this, and I think Javi as well. Mm-hmm. Go over to Rock Auto. Let yeah, know. absolutely. Rock I'm used to it. That's that's yeah. why the transition yeah. was know, so I good. I'm just you. used to it. I, I, that's etched in my mind, and they are loyal. And they'll be loyal <laughs> to you as well. What do you think about Pagan, Javi? Oh. <laughs> think about Emilio Pagan. I thought you might have frozen. I I think was about- like, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Because that's another thing: is my connection can be weird yeah. sometimes. With Emilio Pagan, I think a big thing about this trade is the Padres clearly look they they've gotten really frustrated with some of their guys that they've traded for and signed over the past couple of years. Obviously, the guy who plays first base, they've been so openly trying to deal him to anybody clearly they're they're ready his name is eric hosmer you remember him from the american league central (laughs) he's been so poor in san diego relative to his contract that javi does not speak of his name sorry go ahead nope 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 none whatsoever and then you have guys like blake snell and even a little bit of you darvish right where they're trading for guys at the top of their game and they just haven't worked out so there's a like definitely a frustration i think in the Padres organization. And Emilio Pagano is a good example of that. Wasn't a church just in 2020, but holy dear Lord in 2021, was he bad? He is a fly ball giver upper. And maybe that is why they shouldn't 
have traded from the first place. Tampa, he was awesome, right? They're saves leader. But again, what I just mentioned, did Tampa just get the best out of him? Or we don't know necessarily. And then the Padres, maybe did they just get the worst out of him, right? So maybe he's going to be at least a useful guy in the Twins bullpen. I don't know exactly who what the closing situation is, so you can talk about that. But I think that Pagan... He does have the stuff to really whiz by people. Every now and then, he can whiz a ball by the best batters in the game. Like, he really can. The problem is it almost doesn't become worth it if he gives up a home run every single inning. Yeah. Right? Because that's that's the it's this double-edged sword with him. So maybe if he can fine-tune it, just pick his spots better. Maybe not challenge those best hitters, even if he thinks he can swing it by, right? Maybe he thinks he could throw 99 past the guy and challenge Juan Soto. Cool. I like that you can do that when there's runners in scoring position. Other times I'm like, you know what? Let's just try to get him to ground out. Or in the case of Juan Soto, give him a base. I don't care. Go ahead. Right. So that was an issue. And also with Padres fans, because as they were having their historic collapse last year, I remember it was the they came off of a series win against the Astros. Everyone's like, okay, maybe they're turning around. They faced the Cardinals. For those who don't know, that began the giant 17 game winning streak for the Cardinals. And one thing that happened same night that Fernando Tatis Jr. And Manny Machado got into their, in the clubhouse, uh, Emilio Pagan is brought in. Don't know why Jace Tingler, RIP as a general, as a manager, this is probably, got him now. Uh, coach, you fell out of favor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, probably why he fell out of favor, brings in Pagan, gives up the game tying home runs, to Tyler O'Neill. And it was just kind of, it was frustrating, right? So he really fell off. But if I'm a Twins fan, again, it's basically for what I illustrated. Maybe you can get better at him than, than we did. And, you know, there's there's worse guys to take a flyer on to have a bounce back, you know? I wonder, Javi, I want to ask you too, and you can you can definitely ask me about Rogers if you're curious, but I, I, I'm so interested in some of the numbers here. And I mentioned Paddock, 633 ERA in San Diego last year. Mm-hmm. Pagan. Home run problems massively as soon as he gets to San Diego. Tell me about that park. Yeah, it's it's weird because you know another person who is with this? Blake Snell. Blake Snell's home road splits were weird. I didn't understand why he – now, for him, it's the opposite. He was incredible at home and then awful away. It's like, what's going on here? So some guys can just be, you know, Clayton Kershaw at home, which is in the case of Blake Snell, and then other people become, you know, Andrew Heaney like he was with the Yankees. It's, a lot of people catching strays right now. My apologies um, at San Diego. So I don't really know because traditionally it's not, you know, I remember when city field was infamous before they moved the, the fences and whatnot and whatnot. It's not that much of a pitcher's park, but it's certainly a little bit more pitcher's park than not. So I don't really know why it's been harder for some of these pitchers to, to do well. Maybe it's the lack of defense. That could be possible. Tommy Pham, not the best defensive left fielder. Will Myers, he's had his struggles for years, right? So maybe it's a defensive thing in the infield being a little bit of a mess because Tatis was kind of messy. The Padres first baseman isn't so great himself. So maybe that's part of it. But then again, the home park factors, I don't. I actually don't know why. It's not like this is a, a New York thing where it's like, oh, it's really hard to pitch there. I don't I don't think it's that. I think it's just a mental thing. And if I'm Pagan, you know, sometimes things snowball, right? If you start blowing up in the wrong spots for a team, by the way, that some people might forget in the Padres, really high expectations for last year. The center of media, Tom Verducci is writing about us for Sports Illustrated. Maybe there's something to be said for failing in a certain spot you get to go to the Twins, who, don't get me wrong, have expectations. But maybe it's not like they have expectations among their fans and baseball yeah. fans. Everybody was watching the Slam Diego Padres last year, and everybody's yeah. talking about them. They're like, Tatis, how can you let him down? So, hey, 
I'm a big believer in the change of scenery thing. I know that doesn't always show that in the data that that pans out, but nonetheless, I still believe in it because these guys are human beings, and sometimes you buy low on them and you might be surprised with what you get. Well, look at the NL West last year, Javi. Like, you're watching these games. You're watching the Giants just bash Padres pitches. Just Mm -hmm. everybody. Just bash everybody. The Dodgers, the lineup is incredible. Mm -hmm. Even the Diamondbacks with Ketel Marte. I know he was hurt a lot last year, but even Mm -hmm. the D-backs and Rockies have some guys who can bop. It's their story, and Arenado's been there in the past. I think it could help. You mentioned Pagotic to get the American League Central. Don't get me wrong. White Sox lineup is one of the best in baseball if they're healthy. But other than them, like Cleveland's line is very weak, especially in the bottom half. Detroit, I think, getting yep. better, but not there. The Royals getting better, not there. So they benefit from that as well. You play 76 games in your division. Uh, and I love that for Rodgers and the Padres. I know I had already said that, but to have a lefty in the NL West, I think is definitely going to help San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I think having Rodgers is going to help them in the back end of their bullpen. Um, do you have any questions about Raj and kind of like who he's been, or do you, yeah. are you feeling confident you know who he is? Um, yeah, with Rogers, it's like, yes, he did struggle a little bit last year. The only reason I know that is because I drafted him in fantasy baseball, but nonetheless, <laughs> I know that he was a little bit messy every now and then. But still, I mean, it gives us a lefty, and the Padres, their main lefty was Drew Pomeranz, who they signed to a pretty big contract, but he's hurt right now. So, this is them saying. Minnesota, and it's also good that they're eating the contract, which is good too, especially since he's a free agent after this year. You bring in Rodgers, he's been very, very effective over the years. And like I said, they don't have a lot of lefty support in Beal Krizma. And yes, they retooled the bullpen with Luis Garcia, with um, Robert Suarez as someone they brought in. That's I like Garcia. Is expected to have a, I, do, I do too. And I like Suarez, who's apparently touching 100 or something like that sometimes. So he's coming from the um international signing right so he should be interesting maybe he's learned a couple things or two it's going to be interesting to see how the Padres kind of late inning setup goes I imagine Rogers is going to be the guy who's earned but Suarez could be interesting and like I mentioned with Denelson Lament, maybe he's a long inning reliever but all those guys with the exception of Rogers are right-handed relievers so it is nice that they decided let's bring in a lefty specialist to freak people out in the ninth inning if nothing more than to be like what the hell is this I was you know trying to hit Denelson Lamette's slider for two innings, and now I got to face this this joker over here. He's a left-hander. So that could be fun. That could be fun. Yeah. A change of pace. I'm always a big fan of that. If um, you think Rodgers is going to help the San Diego Padres in 2022, go make a wager at BetOnline. Head over, head over to BetOnline.net. <laughs> you can get great value on the Padres right now, Javi. Coming yeah, out of a tough year, but still very talented. Going to be without Tatis for a couple months. I think that gives you value, and there's no better place to play. Than bet online. Go over to Ben. They've been supporting us for for years as well. And now betonline.net has a brand new interface, both in mobile and on their website. Bet online is outstanding. And as I mentioned, it's a great time of year to go play. This is this is mm-hmm. opening day. So much baseball. You got the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs. So much is coming. Bet online is where the game starts. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Anything to add about Padres' betting world, Javi, at BetOnline.net? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Look, Manny Machado's got like plus 2,000 MVP odds. Pretty decent. I mean, I could see that. I see the story forming now. He did it without Tatis. And in fairness, 29 years old, he's been excellent with war and WRC plus for years. That's not a question, but he hasn't had that like, oh my God, like 40 home run season. 
it could happen. He still hits the ball as hard as anybody. Walked strikeout is really good. And then also uh, Luke Voigt, uh, who I literally just in the middle of our lockdown group chat, when we're not talking about it, I will just say Luke Voigt sometimes. I love that move. 25 and a half home runs. I'm hammering that over, man. Let's go. He's going to be a great oh. DH for the team. So. Yeah, over. I'm doing it, man. Over. He's doing it. I, I, I think the Yankees made a mistake, and I just I can see so visibly in my mind Yankees fans complaining on Twitter. You know what I mean? I, I smell it. Yep. I smell it. So I, I would. I think it was a good yep. bet. Let's cheer on that. Gio Rochelle and Gary Sanchez in the Twins lineup. Hopefully, Yankees fans are just screaming mm. about Correa, about <laughs> Sanchez, Urshela, Voigt, the whole lot. Javi, this is a golden question. We're going to finish with this, and I want you to go first. Do you like this trade today? Rodgers for Paddock, Romilio Pagan. What's your grade on the Padres side for this deal? Um, I think – oh, man, it's tough. Because I and I also got to ask you about another fellow that was involved in the trade, uh, Mister Mister Rooker. Yes. I got to ask you about like what to think of Mister Rooker. So before we get into that, though, I will say, in terms of the player, like Rogers a lot, like that they're not necessarily spending for him. Good to bolster the bullpen, but I'm feeling like a B minus as of right now, unless you change my mind on my uh, Rooker because. My thing is, I don't like investing too much in a bullpen. It's just a thing of mine. And the Padres, believe it or not, have been very good at piecing together a bullpen. Years, you know, t- heading into 2019, everyone's like, oh, they don't have a closer right now. All right, let's get Kirby Yates to like a $2 million deal. He becomes lights out, basically, for 2018 and 2019, right? Then Kirby Yates gets hurt. Well, they have Drew Pomerantz to fill in, right? They figure out a way to bring in good guys, and they trade for Trevor Rosenthal. Trevor Rosenthal is a free agent. Oh, well, we're going to have to pay him $11 million. Nope. Instead, we're going to give it to, I forgot the one guy's name, but also they give some money to Mark Melanson. He's awesome last year. And then everyone says, oh, they lost Melanson. That's going to be a huge loss. Well, they got Luis Garcia and Robert Suarez. So they've actually been good at like kind of divvying up their money in that department. So my thing is, did we really need to make a, a trade for a reliever? Maybe that says something about the current arms they have. I don't know. And also in general, is this because they had a surplus? And that's what I'm worried about. Were they just saying, since we aren't going to use him, get rid of him? I don't necessarily like it when you make trades like that. Um, I know that baseballs can be weird sometimes, and I get that. But I don't know. And Maybe they want to make room from what I'm looking at right now as we're recording C.J. Abrams. It sounds like he made the roster. So that might be – not might be. It is the biggest thing. We'll see if he's in the opening day lineup. A little bit doubtful, but nonetheless. Um so that would be my worry is, are you just doing this? Cause you were like, we got to get rid of him. Cause he's the guy that people want and we don't have room for him here. Cause if that's the case, then you better be right. And Rogers better be awesome. And you don't want to put all your chips into one bag with this season, but you know, it's not a terrible trade. Cause I do like Rogers. Yeah. On Rooker, big right-handed bat, you know, former top 10 to 15 prospect in the twin system that was considered deep. You know, it's still kind of considered deep, more deep than it is top heavy at this point. But high strikeout rates, huge raw power. So you look at mm-hmm. his potential. I think there are Twins fans out there who in recent years have thought you can't let Brent Rooker go because there's the, the chance that he's a true 40 home run per year bat. And you don't say that about everybody, right? You can't just say that about any prospect. Like, oh, he could go out and hit 40 homers in the bigs. Brent Rooker could hit 40 home runs in the major leagues. But – that's been overshadowed by really poor defense in the corners and a high strikeout, right? Mm. What's interesting about Rooker is throughout his minor league career, as a big right-handed slugger, you would think he crushes left-handed pitching, right? 
complete opposite. Mm-hmm. He's, he has reverse splits, has hit righties better his whole career, which I don't know how that fits in with the Padres platoon mold, but it's interesting. And I think that's a reason why he hasn't made the Twins the last two years. Kyle Garlick, who is a waiver claim, has beaten him out twice for roster spots. Rooker, 27, maybe getting a better opportunity for the Padres off the bench. They need some right-handed pop. Going to give him a chance here, and, and you have all that team control. I like him as a throw-in for the Padres. It's going to happen for him in Minnesota. He came on the pod. He's a friend of the mm-hmm. pod. And I'm sure uh, some Twins fans <laughs> remember. Love that. Brent Rooker coming on the pod. Great dude. Super nice. Super friendly. You know, somewhat of a, I think, a leader, a voice at spring training this year. Like you saw a lot of him. I think Brent Rooker is going to fit in nicely with San Diego um, in that department. From a baseball standpoint, we'll see if he can bring the strikeout rate down because you can't strike out at a 35, 40% clip and still be successful unless you are mashing or walking and usually both. And he doesn't really walk either. So it's interesting. He's crushed at AAA. If the Padres give him a chance and he breaks out, I wouldn't be surprised. He has the power to do it, but he needs to do one of two things. And that's either reduce his strikeout rate. I'm not someone who sits here and like, if you have to strike out a lot, that's, I understand, but he needs to reduce his strikeout rate or walk more. And he just hasn't done that. Uh, and he's 27. Mm-hmm. So I think the twins are just deciding uh, that that's it. And he's, it's just not going to happen for him in Minnesota, but it could happen for him in San Diego. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That didn't get me more excited because, and there's a couple of reasons why there's a couple of reasons why, but I will say that the Padres are clearly taking the committee approach to left field right now. They, they, they get Matt Beatty from the Padre or from the Dodgers and now they get Rooker here. So they're clearly like trying to figure out their stuff. I can't wait to see what their outfield looks like, but what scared me the most was the defense. Um, that means that it's probably not going to be a thing that they can count on right now because, hey, I'm cool with at least taking an average left fielder at this point. For people who don't know, go look up the F4 totals for Padres left fielders since like the last decade. It's not great, and they usually don't have a lot of good defense there. So that's not the best thing. I was hopeful that you would say, oh, well, he's got some defense even if he can't back because then at least that could be a piece that you use maybe currently. But I don't know. Again, it's like a B- minus for me. I think that the Padres are in such a weird spot trying to figure out the rest of their roster they have a lot of black hole players including the guy at first base that they're try- probably trying to you know figure out and m- allocate their roster properly because clearly that's stopping them from making some other moves but hey you know what one thing I will say I dog the Padres pitching development they're not too bad at developing hitters so I will say maybe they can figure something out here maybe they make him the next Joey Gallo who the heck knows but uh and I know that's like the best case scenario but you know, I, I will say at least the Padres are known for that. They have been uh, pretty good at developing hitters over the years. You know the Padres lineup. There's a reason they became San Diego, right? So uh, I would be hopeful for that. But in my opinion, a B- minus on the trade, maybe even a C plus. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be interesting. I fear what happens when Chris, because the past couple of years, you know, they trade Luis Patino to the Rays for Blake Snell. He's probably going to be good at some point. He's super, super young, and he's still got yeah. time. But the fact that he's already making contributions, even if low, that means something. Cal Quantrill goes to Cleveland. Granted, Cleveland's great at developing pitchers, but he also was doing pretty okay over here. So you've seen guys leave from the Padres that are seeing success. So if Chris Paddock goes out there and is a pretty viable number three or number four, a lot of Padres fans are going to be like, damn, like all we got was a closer for a season and a guy who may or may not – ever see the big league roster that's the downside of the trade potentially i love that you said uh it has to work because i feel the same way on the twin side and i guess there can be a point made that there's not a lot to lose here with the twins because they were never going to extend yeah. to rogers i think that's been proven now through this deal mm-hmm. uh free agent 
expected after this year. But why not take Chris Paddock? You know, three years of team control. If nothing else, he's depth for this year. I know he had a five-plus CRA last year, but you look at the rotation. It's not like he's competing with, uh, you know, the Dodgers rotation, right? So yeah, take exactly. a chance on Paddock. Yeah. Pagan's replacing Rodgers. That's where it, that's where it dropped for me because the back end of the bullpen now is pretty pretty scary. But they needed to rely on their young guys anyway. You know, Yoandron makes the team. He throws a hundred. He's been on uh, pitching ninja quite a bit this spring training. I don't know if you've seen uh, a couple of those videos, but he's got to come through. Jorge Alcala's got to come through. They have young guys who need to pitch well in the back end of their bullpen anyway, even with Rogers. So, you know, I'd put this in the BB plus range for the Twins because I think Paddock with Wes Johnson, Twins pitching coach, hopefully like you said, can become a viable number three or four. And if that turns out to be the case, if he's a three or a four for the next even two years, uh, got a PCP injection or PRP in his elbow at the end of the last year, which is kind of scary for the mm -hmm. Twins. If he's a three or four for even two years, I think that's a win for the Twins to trade a, a, yeah. a reliever with one year of team control. And hopefully Pagan can be back into that 320, 350 ER instead of four plus, give up less homers at target field. That would make it a win for the Twins. If Taylor Rogers dominates in San Diego, or if he's just Taylor Rogers as he's yeah. been since 2018, and Chris Paddock just doesn't take that next step or is hurt, and Pagan kind of middles, that's a loss for the Twins. So it's got to work for them. It's got to work for San Diego. I guess we say that about every trade, but it feels especially so in a deal like this because yeah. they haven't actualized. Chris Paddock hasn't actualized his value at this point. Mm -hmm. Will he? That's the question. Will Emilio Pagan become viable and, and usable again? That's the question. Taylor Rogers got to stay healthy too. Had a finger injury last year, uh, which sometimes can can hinder guys. Certainly. So we'll see what happens, Javi. I'm excited. I'm excited for the Padres. They played today against Arizona. Where can Twins fans find you if they want to get some great Padres coverage and um, elite me? I would say as well. <laughs> yeah, you could check me out on Twitter at Javapeno. I'm pointing to it right now uh, on our YouTube feed. Again, Lockdown Padres on YouTube. But if you want exclusively Padres stuff, at LO underscore Padres on Twitter. Sometimes I can tweet about some dumb stuff over like One Piece and movies and all this type of ridiculous on my main account. But all Padres stuff on those accounts. And we're going to be breaking it down. And hopefully we're going to be breaking down a W, especially because... The Padres are facing Madison Bumgarner, the bane of my existence, one of my least favorite pitchers in baseball. Hopefully we crush him like we usually do, and then he could look all evil because Will Myers flips his bat a little bit, you punk ass. You know what I mean? Like, I've had enough of Madison Bumgarner. <laughs> Let's kick his ass tonight. It's going to be great to talk about it. Um, and, yeah, um, it's it's been a, it's been an honor and a privilege to finally do a crossover, Nash. It's been way too long. Yes. In development. Maybe another trade will happen. Who the heck knows? Or maybe some other weird thing I'll come up with. Uh, and I'm wishing you the best of luck for hopefully a great Carlos Cray and Byron Buxton season. I like him saying Thank that you, it's Buxton's team. Thank you. Um, offensively, he's been weird. Uh, and yep. I don't like betting on guys to that after 60 games, figured it out. But I don't know, man. I'm kind of buying it with him. I think that we might see something special with him this year. Best of luck to the pods too, Javi. Hopefully Tatis is back and staying off motorcycles. Yeah. Uh, AJ Preller, <laughs> man, crazy. This is what he does. This is, this is what he does, man. This is what he does. on his toes. All offseason <laughs> long. Thanks so much. Javier Reyes, Lockdown Padres, Lockdown Twins. And we will talk super soon. Padres play the Twins this year in San Diego. So if not before then, we will talk. Javi, awesome. have a great day.